This morning, we're going to take a look at an in-depth look at the text and tune of the hymn you have before you, Rise Again, Ye Lion-Hearted. And uh, like many of the hymns we sing, it's not particularly well-known, uh, but this one is, is, uh, is certainly worth learning. We try to sing it at least once a year, usually this week. So I'm going to play through it once first. try that last phrase, in the Lord and Prince of Hell. Okay, sit up straight. Here we go. <laughs> and to ready, sing. That's pretty good. Do it one more. And up. Let's go back to um, Low Love's Light is on them. It's at the bottom of the first page. Just listen once again. Listen and we come to Ian, the Lord, and Prince of Hell. Start to sing there, but just listen now. Follow along, you know. Now! Start singing on Low Love's Light. One, two, start on the second line on Wither. Wither is your strength departed. I'll start playing there and then you start singing with me when we get to Low Love's Light. Okay? Thank you. 
right at the beginning of stanza one. And while we'll sing the whole stanza this time, let's stand up, please. Let's rise again. Here we go. about the hymn at the top of the page where the text came from and where the tune came from and things like that. The uh, uh, text you see, uh, it appears first of all in 1712. We're not sure who, no who wrote it. We're not sure if that's the first time it was written. But it was originally a text of 13 stanzas. Uh, and uh, in this particular case, it showed up in a translation in the year 1940, a man by the name of Martin Franzman who is one of, the, one of the really good hymn writers uh, of the 20th century. Uh, you might know the hymn, Thy Strong Word Did Cleave the Darkness. Uh, he, he wrote that text and, and quite a few others uh, that we sing fairly regularly. Uh, but this was a translation of a German text and uh, it was actually in the old, the Lutheran hymnal, which was a hymnal that was used, well, it showed up in the, in the early 40s and some congregations are still singing from that book. Uh, it was in there, but the tune was not terribly exciting. It, it, well, it, it worked, but it wasn't. So anyway, the, when uh, and this happened, it was in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod when they were working on a, a new hymnal back in the 1970s. This was a text because it had been in the old book that was being considered for the new book, and they thought the tune was not strong enough. And so a fellow by the name of Alfred Fremder was encouraged to compose a melody for that poem. Now, Alfred Fremder is part of the Bethany story. He was uh, professor and choir director here from 1945 to 1956, which was, uh, he, had, he was the, sort of a long time professor at that point. Uh, he came here, his fresh, wet behind the ears, fabulous piano player, uh, good music theoretician, and also then a composer. He stayed till 1956. The one thing that we hear from him frequently is when the choir sings that eight, eight and a half part arrangement of On My Heart, Imprint Thine Image. He, he made that arrangement while he was here teaching at Bethany. The reason the name is of the tune is Stratford is because he and his wife were living on a street in St. Louis at that time that was called Stratford Avenue. So that's where the tune came from. Those tune, tune names are always interesting because sometimes they have a geographical idea behind them. Sometimes they have the name of a daughter or a son. Or, yeah, it's very interesting how tune names appear. So that's what happened with that one. And uh, he felt at the time, I mean, I knew him, he talked about this. And he said, you know, it's been <clears throat> for the church, especially the, the church that had gone through the 1940s and 1950s, 
it was such a rich time. The churches were large, all, all denominations, the churches were large. And if you were a, a mission pastor in a new suburb, all you'd have to do is put a sign up and say, church meeting here on Sunday, and 50 people would show up automatically. So it was in that, that spirit of the time, it was very, the church was living well. And he said, you know, this is an important text because the day may come when it's not going to be that way anymore. And he said, so we need to keep always in our, our ideas, first of all, the memory of those who, uh, uh, who, who have died because of the faith and the fact that the day may come when we may face persecution. Certainly, uh, I would say, probably since the beginning of Christianity, there's always been some place in the world where the church is that it has been persecuted. We know that's the case today. You, we, we hear about uh, congregations in Africa where there's not just persecution, but, but, but martyrdom. Uh, people getting their heads cut off because they're Christians. Oh, and we, all we have to do is wear masks. So we'll, that's, that's a small price to pay. Uh, so he created this melody, which he thought was fairly angular and caught the spirit of the text. And the text, of course, ha- makes emphasis to, that, the, to the lion-hearted ones. And um, <clears throat> there, a number of years ago, somebody wrote a, a book for children that had to do with a witch and a wardrobe and, and what else? A lion, right? Yeah, you've probably had the book read to you, or maybe, you, maybe you've read it, or maybe you saw the movie, um, but those images of uh, what the lion goes through. And of course, the lion in the book is who? Christ. And uh, this reaffirms what's taught in Scripture. Uh, it's, a, it's a thread that goes from Genesis to Revelation, this idea of the lion. And it's in Revelation 5, where... Uh, John has been taken up into the courts of heaven, and it's one of just hundreds of tremendously dramatic scenes. And uh, the, 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 the one who is seated on the throne is handed a scroll. The scroll is sealed with seven seals. This is the Revelation 5 story. When no one is found worthy to open the scroll, John's response is to weep. How can nobody, well, we're never going to find out what's in the scroll. And then one of the elders there around the throne says to John, Stop weeping. Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals. And that's a direct reference then to Christ, who was um, part of the family of Judah, the family of David. And so what's happening here is that uh, those who are followers of the lion Uh, have to face the battle sometimes with him. And that's what makes it uh, an interesting text and uh, a tune that seems to go so very, very, very well with those words. Now, we're going to sing it, but one warning I have to give you. Let's see. Okay, in the second stanza on the second page, there's the word tumultuous. Tumultuous battle. Just be sure that you elide those syllables there. And then, there's a really tricky one, is in the third stanza, I'm on the second page here, the second page, the third stanza, the last phrase, on the arena's bloody sand, which is easy enough to say, but the way it happens with the music and, and, and the poetic meter, it has to go like this, on the arena's bloody sand. So that's, that's a little bit of a, of a 
something you'll have to negotiate. So just be prepared for those things. And uh, let's stand up and sing the whole hymn. also remember our Lord's words in the book of Revelation, be faithful unto death and I will give you a crown of life.
God grant us the grace so to live. Amen.